new idea and innovation is so important. If you don't poke your head up out of the weeds in your business or the, you know, the day-to-day very important operations, you'll never be able to grow. So you've got to find a way, I think, of experiencing different businesses and different people so that you can learn and have a crack at things. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. Today, I have a special guest on the Leadership Diaries. It's CEO of the Coronas Group, Andrew Coronas. Andrew started out in real estate as a sales agent, I believe in 1988 in Brisbane, and built the agency into an end-to-end business that now manages more than 8,000 investment properties and more than 4,000 sales across multiple states in its time. So, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. Lovely to be here. How are my stats? Pretty good. I think we also do mortgage broking. Um, We also have a conveyancing arm. We also have a couple of RTOs as well. Yeah, see, the Coronas business is now so big and you and I have known each other for a long time. And first of all, I can't believe we finally got you here on the podcast after all of these years. So thanks for joining us. But I understand in a way because since we met, and I think it was back in 2011, Mm. you know, which is, I think you and I are the two oldest people in the industry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, there's plenty of people older than us. Let's say wisest. That's nice. (laughs) Let's hope it does bring a bit of wisdom. But yeah, since I've known you anyway, you know, I remember when we met back in 2011, you were one of the up and comers to watch. And we'll get into that in a second. But how has the journey been for you since starting as a sales agent to now? It's a journey, right? And it's still continuing as the Coronas Group grows. But, you know, you start off as a salesperson, well, most people do, or property manager, or, you know, what I call one of our technicians. And then you have dreams and goals for yourself, and I think that's the most important thing. That you know, I, always, I probably always wanted to be a business person rather than a sales agent, if that makes sense. I mean, I enjoyed my time in sales, and I did it for 15 years, and I made a good income out of it. I always wanted to get to a stage of, you know, some level of financial freedom and being a business owner. I knew I couldn't do that unless I leveraged my skills across other people. That's one of the things about our industry that I, you know, doesn't impress me as much is that it's harder to get leverage over and teach others and coach others and there's still a lot of selling principles, et cetera. I never wanted to be that person. I wanted to grow a business and grow up around me so that they get benefit. So salesperson and the journey's been tough. There's been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of, um, I don't have much hair on my head. You can see that. But it's so rewarding. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately when you put your head on the pillow at night and look back at what you've achieved, sometimes I have to kind of pinch myself to go, wow, we were a little hole in the wall office at Stafford when I first joined in 1988 with my dad and look at the people. And this is how I suppose I mark our success. Look at the customers we've helped throughout the journey and look at the people who have been on our team, whether they're still on our team now or not is irrelevant. But I think we've added to people's lives over that time. 
And that's been a really big part for me of the journey, going from that one office and when Dad gave me the CEO role to multiple offices and now the next journey of what we're doing, which is franchising around the country. Yeah, it's been amazing to watch. And we're going to get into some of the leadership aspects of that soon with you in the leadership diaries. But I just want to cast your mind back to 2011 just for a moment because, you know, like I love taking these walks down memory lane. And I was looking through the edition again this morning in a little round table for realestate.com.au back when Greg Ellis was CEO. Which yeah, wow. Yeah. Was I like, you sent them through. It's cool. Yeah. And the industry was just starting to believe at the time, I think, that social media was here to stay. Like there were a few people sort of saying, well, the internet's no longer a fad and there might be something to do with this social media. And now, you know, like I keep saying to people, what a time to be alive. Like now we've got chat GPT and we've got cryptocurrency and, you know, all of these sorts of things. And you've seen all of these changes and really been on the forefront of the digital revolution. Like to me, you've always been one of those people that's like been right on top of it. What are some of the highlights there for you since back in 2011 that you've seen for the real estate industry? I think technology is an incredible thing. I equate it, I read it once and I loved it. It's a bit like surfing. You can't be too far in front of the wave because you'll just use all your strength up and your bickies up and you won't have anything to catch and you can't fall off the back either. You've got to kind of keep adjusting and manoeuvring yourself to be riding the wave of technology. And that's really difficult because, you know, at some stage you've got to put a peg in the sand and go with certain people. But if you go back to that 2011, you know, we adopted back then Premier All was a very early thing. You know, there was Highlight and there was Premier. And every time that realestate.com, who ideally are probably the biggest people in our industry in Australia, and a supplier anyway, for all of us as agencies and agency owners, we ponied up with them and we made a big deal to adopt what they were doing. It was very contentious at the time, there's no doubt about that, but we felt like they, you know, it's a bit like chat GPT now. If you try and be scared of it and you try and hold it back, like I know a lot of agents did back then, you think you suffer in the long term. So you've got to adopt it and you've got to go with it. And realestate.com is one of those things. And look where they are now. They're very powerful. Whether you you sing their praises or not, the facts are they're probably the most powerful entity in Australian real estate, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, with technology, I think you've got to partner. And it's, it's always a difficult thing with the best of breed that you believe and, and the people around you and go for it with them and really adopt it. And I know we did that with realestate.com, and, and that's probably run its race, to be honest, because there's no real innovation coming, and that's not against realestate.com, but you know, their packages and what they do really haven't evolved since that 2011-12. I think there's going to be big changes in property management software coming soon because we're still operating in old systems and structures in property management, and that's something that we've got a big eye on. And, of course, communication with ChatGBT, which puts a big smile on my face. I mean, it's only been out, what, a month or six weeks, and you look what it achieved. It's just phenomenal. So, you know, with regard to technology, that's what we try and do here. Yeah, I was going to say, can we nerd out a little for a little minute on a couple of those things like ChatGPT? Have you had a play for it? What sort of questions are you asking? Unbelievable. I'm like a messiah. I just can't believe how good it is. So anything that you seem to ask it, it seems to give an answer back that in some cases better than I would write it myself, including a bio on myself. <laughs> that was one of the questions I asked. I asked it to write an advert for my house. I mean, it was literally... I live in a suburb and I write the address down and I said, write me an ad, put the address down. 
and it wrote an ad for my house that was good enough to post anywhere. And I think the future's here. Um, I'm a bit of, you know, kind of scares me a bit too, but I think being scared is not a bad thing because it makes you take action around it. And we're looking very, very earnestly on quickly how we can adopt it into our business because I think I think it's going to change the whole real estate world. I think it's going to change consumers' behaviours. And I think, you know, service standards will go through the roof because this chatbot, a lot of people probably who haven't seen it, Sam, wouldn't know how good it is, but it is amazing, bloody amazing, in fact, of how good it is and can talk independently of me or you. And it can do the customer service probably better than a human can. And it's only a month old and it's learning every day and it's going to get better. Yeah, well, that's it. The amount of people that are using it and feeding information into it right now, it is going to get better. But it's interesting that you say it wrote you a bio on on you. I said, can you write me a LinkedIn recommendation for somebody that I've worked with? And it wrote something that I probably would have written myself, but better. And then I said, can you say it like Tom Panos would? (laughs) You know, and it changed the language. And I said, now can you say it like Samantha McLean would, expecting it to come back and think I was a nobody, but it actually did change it to some of the words that it's obviously found on me. Like I'm completely blown away. Yeah, I really encourage everybody to start playing with it. I mean, like everything, it's not going to change the world overnight, but I do believe it's the start of the new world. It has to be. The way that it works just blows my mind, and I know a lot of technology around the world, right, and it's free. Yeah, well, that's it. You don't have to have a subscription. If you can ask a good question, that's the leveller. Yeah, it's interesting times for sure. Now, speaking of incredible things, you've got an incredible leadership team in Jodie Ford, who, you know, I met a few years later after I met you, and Corinna Dimolo and Selena Cashel, who's been part of real estate in Queensland for as long as I can remember as well. Craig Gilley, so many incredible people. I mean, I guess this is a question for other leaders out there who are sort of managing what I'd call, you know, superstars, accomplished leaders, things like that, because that in itself, like we're here to talk about leadership today, is a challenge. How do you approach having such an amazing team and how do you support them in delivering on their objectives for the business? Yeah, I go back to what my dad taught me, so I suppose I was lucky. He gave me the opportunity to be me. He gave me the opportunity to lead. He gave me the opportunity to make mistakes and he gave me the opportunity to have freedom in leadership style. And I truly believe there are more leaders out there than we know. They just don't get the opportunity to have a crack and they're not confident enough to have a crack. So what dad did for me was give me the confidence to go and have a crack and I've tried to do that with all of my team and give them autonomy with regard to P&L and making decisions and, and owning it and running it themselves. Because I have a big belief I read years ago, you know, if you can give human a human a responsibility they're fully in charge of, they'll make it work in most cases. And, and all those people you mentioned and others have been in this business many years because they get to have ownership and direction. And I don't micromanage at all. I don't believe in that. I just concentrate on the outcome. And I've learned that the outcome can be delivered in many ways. So it may not be the way that I would do it, but as long as the outcome's achieved for a business, and I learned that from Screw Turner from Light Center, as long as the outcome's achieved, it doesn't matter how you get there, right? As long as it's ethical and it's honourable and it's legal, it doesn't really matter how you get there. And everyone's going to do a little bit different. So just because it's not doing your way, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice, actually, because Sometimes, you know, as leaders, we want things done a certain way and it's taken me a long time actually to sort of step back and go, okay, well, you know, somebody has a different way of thinking, horror (laughs) of doing things than me. (laughs) So, you know, it's a really good lesson. I think the hardest thing to do is watch someone make a mistake, but you've got to let them do it. 
you know, and it's, I don't think it's any different to parenting. It's any style of leading. I don't think it's any different to being a coach on a sporting field. You've got to let people experience things for themselves and go through that journey. Otherwise, you know, we'd all be put a computer chip in ourselves when we were four years old and we wouldn't make any mistakes and be pretty bloody boring. Yeah, absolutely. And so 2023 for Coronas, what's the goal? Massive changes. You know, my vision for our business this year is that one is Karuna and I are working towards her getting towards a CEO level in the business and I moving to chairman. So I think that's a great thing to you know, give people, again, the opportunity to grow within our business more. We are very intent on growing our franchise. And when I mean franchise, not just putting our name around the country, we really want to help people grow their own business. I think that's the really, in my opinion, the soft point in franchising. We want people to grow their own business. We want to help seed them into those businesses and we want to see them successful and grow their own coronas, if that makes sense, and starting from a hole in the wall and growing to ultimately financial freedom for themselves and leverage themselves around, not having to be on the roundabout for real estate sales for the rest of their life or all property management for that matter. So they're the big goals for us this year. Our corporate offices are winning well and that's why we went back to hubs rather than having small offices everywhere. And now it's time to expand. And we'll be opening new offices, but in partnership, we've got a partnership model we have with our key performers now, and we're very excited about that because it lives our purpose, which is growing people's lives to the better. Yeah, amazing. Well, I can't wait to see, you know, what you guys do in the year. And of course, we'll be meeting Jodie Ford and Karuna as well on the podcast. So that's just something for everyone else to look forward to as well. So this is the part where we do a series of questions I call the Leadership Diaries, which a series of questions that I've asked a number of leaders in the industry so that I can write a book, sure. <laughs> which, which like Tim Ferriss, you know, and I'm being held accountable. So this is likely to be out in the latter half of this year because believe it or not, it's our 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Where did the time go? So just rapid fire questions. Just say the first thing that comes into the top of your head. You ready? Go. Okay, the first one I think is going to be easy. What was your first job and what did it teach you? Well, I was at Coles, actually, and it was the definition of working at 14 years old was my first job. It taught me the definition of hard work and having high standards, which I really enjoyed having a higher standard than some of the people that worked at Coles back then when I was 14 years old. Yeah, amazing. What's the most important thing you're working on right now and how are you making it happen? Is restructuring our business to help support our new partners and growing what we're calling one coronas and getting that right. One of our officers, whether you're one of our partners or you are just, or you're a franchisee of our business, it doesn't matter where you fit. You're a coronian or what we call a coronian, and that means you get the same support. Whether you're a salesperson in an office, whether you're a salesperson in a franchised office or a partnership office, you get the same support and you feel like you belong somewhere. Nice. Everyone wants to belong these days, don't they? They do. I think that throughout history, everyone's wanted to belong, yeah. Absolutely. What does the first hour of your day look like and how does it go after that? Like are you a 5am clubber? Are you still cycling? Yeah, I am still cycling. I'm back on the bike. Mind you, I just had a month off doing a holiday with the family, so I haven't been doing too much cycling. But I'm back, in, funnily enough, back into it. I generally get up at 4.45. You look at your emails the night before that stage. I'm, I'm a serial on my phone the whole time, unfortunately, or fortunately. I don't know. Otherwise, the day gets apart. I can return some things there and look at the news, then go for a cycle, exercise, coffee with mates, which is very therapeutic, talking absolute dribble and rubbish that we really enjoy. And then 
either working from home or going out to one of what we call our hubs and just meeting with people throughout the day. My job is to, as the current CEO of the business, is to inspire people to make sure they feel welcome, that they take out the roadblocks for them and make sure they're hitting their goals. Because I've always said, once people in your business are successful and hit their goals, the business is successful. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about the success of the business. You've got to worry about the people in the business because whether we like it or not, we're a people business. How do you tell if someone's having a bad day? Like, is there a way that you can sort of sense that someone needs help? Yeah, I suppose one of the things I am blessed with is a high EQ. So I can see if somebody's eyes are down. I can see if their response to an email is a bit curt. I can see on Facebook if they're putting something up that's you know, not quite them. And I can tap them on the shoulder and say, you're right. And I think that's you know, ultimately where my job will continue to be, is just to be that shoulder for people. You don't have to worry about people listing and selling houses or doing the management or doing the mortgage broking. I think they're responsible and capable enough to do it. We've got to make sure that we clear the roadblocks and make sure their mental health is good and their family life is good and their finances are good and the rest of it just flows there. And so I think that's the biggest skill you have being a leader is making sure the people on your team are feeling engaged and passionate. Yeah, absolutely. Can you name someone that has had a tremendous impact on you as a leader and what was that impact like? Yeah, I've got a, quite a few heroes and some of them I've never met either, which is really interesting because sometimes you never really want to meet all your heroes, if that makes sense, because they become just people, just another person. Somebody who comes straight to mind is I go to Harvard once a year and do a bit of study um, with a group business group that I'm in and there's Horace Groisberg is one of the Harvard professors and he's just so wise. you know. And I believe wisdom is making things simple and the wisdom is to cut through all the words cut through all the palaver and say something that can just smack you in the face and you go, oh, duh. Most of those moments are like that and I think we try and overcomplicate it. And he is one of those people that if I've ever got a pressing problem, I can ring and I can talk to and he will just make it simple and put me on the right path. And I think that's really good about heroes. But, you know, other heroes of mine are Brian White from the Ray White Group. I think he's done an amazing job with that business. So I think uh, Screw Turner's done an amazing job with Flight Centre. And, you know, there's many more business people I look to around the world who have done just fantastic things with their business because business isn't easy, right? It's difficult. It's difficult. But if you get the people side of it right, it becomes easier. Do you have any go-to business books that you always look to for inspiration? There's a person, he's very old, and I don't even have his book, but he's got a part series called Earl Nightingale, and he was from the 60s, and someone gave me tape, you know, tapes that you used to sit in the cassette. And whenever I have go-to, I always go there or, the other one that I'm reading again at the moment is Profit Boss. I think that's a really good book about how to engage people. And there's another one that, you know, Don't Fire Them, Fire Them Up, which is a book that I read all the time. But I'm an avid flicker of books or reader of news articles. I don't often read the book all the way through. It's not my scope. You know, even when I was at school, I never really loved reading all that much. But I love absorbing information and implementing it. So I'll flick through things all the time and just pick up different traits. I asked ChatGPT to summarise good to great for me. And it wasn't yep. bad. So now we, now we can all be flickers. It's funny, isn't it? Because you could probably write it there. Summarise good to great 300 words. You know, for everybody listening, that's how good it is. You can put it down to a five-minute read. You can tell whatever you want to do and it'll just do it for you. But I never thought about that. There you go. There's another one. Okay. Where or from whom do good ideas in the business come from? Or what's a recent good idea that you've implemented? Yeah, we've tried to diversify our business and I looked at businesses overseas. A lot of the ideas come from my study at Harvard and reading case studies on other books, other businesses, I should say. 
I don't think there's anything new in this business world, seriously. I mean, this has been going on for thousands of years, right? I think all the complexities we have now, and yes, we've got technology, but it's all based around people in most cases. And new idea and innovation is so important. If you don't poke your head up out of the weeds in your business or the, you know, the day-to-day very important operations, you'll never be able to grow. So you've got to find a way, I think, of experiencing different businesses and different people so that you can learn and have a crack at things. I always say that, you know, we, there's many times we stuffed it up too, by the way. I'm not saying that many times we do things that don't work, but I'm pleased to say more often than not they do work. I think innovation is something in real estate we don't do well enough as a community. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because there's a balance between thinking that other industries are different and they don't understand us versus actually sort of going out there and trying to understand what other people do, isn't it? But, you know, seriously, and again, I don't want to be some evangelist about it, but I think chat GPT will change our industry incredibly. For everybody here, it's just that good that it can nearly take over from even the short space of time I've been using for a human. And I'm kind of, as I said, scared but excited about it because I think we have not seen a good piece of technology in service-based businesses yet, and I think this is it. Now, we're very quickly trying to log it in with our chat on our website so that it'll instantaneously get back to people because I think we are getting compared as real estate agents, the service levels we provide, property management, mortgages and sales. I think we get compared with Uber Eats, for example, where you can order a pizza and it can rock up to your house in 10 minutes and people are going, why can't I have that now? What's the problem here? And I think this is interesting because it's going to make an incredible service standard lift for our industry, not just for us, but I think if you adopt it, you'll be able to get back to people instantly with a really good response. And we just have never had that before. What do most people say about when they're trying to get onto an agent? They never call me back. And what do they say about the people that aren't in real estate mode? They keep trying to call me. So I think this will help with that service standard, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. You know, mind you, I think they're going to take my job before yours. So, you know, I could be looking. I think all jobs are in for a real shake-up in the next five years with things like this. I'm serious. It'll still need the smarts to enable it to do things, you know, and the creativity and the innovation. I think that's where it's going to come from. Again, especially in service standards. You think about property management when someone writes in about a maintenance issue, it's going to be able to answer questions immediately for people. Actually, I haven't asked it the question yet, but I did make the comment to someone this week that I've lived in a time when you could smash the phone down at the end of a conversation, you know, those old handsets in the 80s, and now I'm thinking now I'm living in a time where instead of having an argument with someone, I could say to chat GPT, how should I phrase this so that we don't have, you know, so I see sort of applications there in conflict management as well. What a time to be alive. Amazing. I asked it to write a letter to a disgruntled landlord. That's all I said. And it wrote it. And I said, be more passive. And it changed it. And I said, be more aggressive. And it changed it. I asked it, how do you negotiate a deal that's $20,000 apart on an $800,000 deal? And it gave me script to say to help people get together. Like, it's wow. Yeah. Scripts and dialogues can do that too. All right. I'm going to disappear down the rabbit hole again, but I've got a few more questions to ask you. Okay. Favourite question to ask someone in a job interview and what does the answer tell you about the person? Yeah, sure. Very simple. I just say why. Why do you want to be here? I think as 
leaders, we can teach skill and people can learn skill if they want to learn skill. I mean, Sam, how did you get to where you were? You learned what you're doing. How did I learn? I learned. You want to learn, but you want to get better and you want to evolve. I look for people with, with a why, with a reason to do a role first. And if they can answer that question, whether it be in sales or property management, and they can answer that with sincerity about why they want to do the role, the rest of it's easy with humans. I'll learn it. They'll learn the role. We can help coach that. I've always said, give me the person that wants to do something, and it's our responsibility as leaders to guide, coach, and mentor them to be able to get there. Yeah, absolutely. What advice would you give someone going into a leadership position for the first time? Trust your gut. Trust your gut feel. Generally, you've got to the position of being in a leadership role because you've actually you've navigated yourself there, which means you've done pretty well, right? So if you've done pretty well navigating there, people get to a leadership role and then they think they've got to act as a leader. They just think they've got to act normal. They've got to be the person that got them there in the first place instead of trying to be a manager or a leader. There's no such thing. It's just a normal human. And if you trust your gut and you create relationships with people that make people feel good, they'll talk you through problems. We've got a situation on at the moment where, you know, I'm having a what could be a, it's a tough conversation that I'm having with somebody, but because I'm making it as how do we sort this problem out rather than adversarial, it'll come together and there won't be an issue. And this is one of our you know, key people in our business. You know, it's normal to have these problems, whether you're in a family or whether you're in a business, it's human relations. So I think the answer to that is trust your gut feeling and be yourself. You know what Mark Curios said the other night is, you know, you be you, I'll be me. It's interesting you say that, actually, because I think people do step up into leadership and then think that it's almost like some sort of, I don't know, coronation or something like that, and then automatically you've got to change. So I think that's really lovely advice, actually, to stay the same or not stay the same but grow. I think you can grow, but you've got values in yourself and they helped you get to where you are. Just trust those values. Trust your judgment. Trust yourself. And you're going to make some bad ones, but that's where you're going to learn. So. I remember one of the first leaders I put on many, many years ago and the first thing he did, he was a salesperson, the first thing he did was went and put himself in an office in a, the manager's office. Yeah, he thought that was leadership as going to sit in an office by yourself. And no, no, it's far from it. Far from yeah. it. Just be you and keep doing what you're doing because that got you to where you're going in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So this should be a fun question here. Everyone asks for the best advice that for a real estate entering the industry. I'm going to ask you, what is the worst advice you've ever heard someone giving to a real estate salesperson? That real estate sales isn't hard. You don't have to work that hard. You can do a lot of it by social media. <laughs> yeah, that's bad <laughs> advice, definitely. And the antidote to that is? Yeah, well, the antidote to is the opposite. It's just going to take time and effort. And you're going to have to sacrifice to have a good real estate career. I think that some people think they get a real estate career. And again, if you want to be good at it, if you want to be average it's all right but if you want to make a career of it you're going to have to sacrifice some things out of your life and I think some people just don't understand that that it, it is all encompassing especially in the first couple of years and then you can decide you know I always say when you first start you don't have much skill so you've got to throw time at it and when you get skill then you'll probably want to earn more money so then you just keep throwing more time at it so it's going to be tough in the first couple of years really tough I like opening that up because I don't like people getting in the industry and failing yeah what do you think 2023 is going to require of leaders in the real estate industry? A lot more support of their people emotionally than has been for the last couple of years, if that makes sense. I think it's getting back to, you know, we're in a changing market. There's no doubt about it in, in all over Australia. I think 
the interest rate rises we have will have an effect on the market as we've seen already. It's not a negative thing. It's just a change. With change comes frustration for salespeople because it's not as easy as it was. So it's going to need support from the current level of leaders, which is hard emotionally to make sure that you can say to people, you've got this, just keep doing the actions. I never worry about the results of things. I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves for the result. As a lot of sporting coaches, Craig Bellamy said to me once, never worry about the result. Just worry about the actions on the field and the results will come. And if you lose a game and you've done the actions, well, so be it. But if you haven't done the actions, then you win a game. You can give yourself a hard time for not doing the actions because you're eventually going to lose. And I think we need more support to get people focused on doing the winning actions rather than the results because what we did last year won't cut it this year and the year, next year, I don't believe. Yeah. It has been an interesting year, but you've seen a few cycles in the real estate industry, obviously, and, I mean, 2021 was a bit of an outlier. How does this compare to some of the previous environments you've been in? Look, I think ultimately good times don't last more than about 12 to 18 months. I think bad times are exactly the same. It's about 12 to 18 months. So if you look on history, you've had these spikes and drops, but they just don't last that long. And You know, I encourage everybody. You know, everybody is doing well always thinks it's going to keep going forever. And everyone who's thinking it's doing bad always thinks it's going to go forever. It doesn't. Good times don't last, bad times don't last. And most of the time, it's just a steady market. We'll get back to that pretty soon. And I feel comfortable with that too. Yeah. So one final, well, two final questions, actually. I always say one final question, but I mean to. I'm interested, you know, we've taken a few trips back down memory lane, but when you started working for your dad at 18, I mean, that's pretty young. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self some advice, what advice would you give? Don't get as stressed about things. Don't get as worked up about things because they always kind of sort themselves out. Just keep working through them. And it's taken me to 52 years old now to you know, really get a handle on that. And look, you still get stressed, there's no doubt about it. You still get worked up about things. That's all part of life. I think that's why we do it. It's our sign. But generally speaking, I look back at some of the things I used to get worked up about and it doesn't matter. As long as you've got your health and you've got a business to go forward every day, you've got the ability to make change and go and do that every day, go and help other people grow their themselves. So don't get as worked up about things that really won't matter in a year's time. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing myself the other day, actually. So that's good advice. Andrew, thank you very much for joining me today. And I'm sure that everyone's going to get a lot out of this. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. If there was one thing or one piece of advice that you'd like to leave everyone with, what would it be? Make sure you have a vision for yourself, for your life. I say it very quickly because I do believe this is the big thing. You've got to have a vision for yourself, for your life for one year, three years, five years. Don't go on the mouse wheel and just keep going to work every day and wondering what you're doing in life. If you start having a plan for yourself and you label it out to one, three, five years, you watch what you can achieve. And Bill Gates said people always overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five. And I think that's really, really important, especially for the next generation coming through is that, you know, a lot of people, they want results quicker. I get that, but it just takes time. And if you can set yourself a plan and set sail for five years and write it down and keep revisiting by looking at that, you watch what happens, your life will transform and you'll just magically get there because it gets in your life. And I think, you know, writing goals down and, and going for it, but not just goal for a month or a quarter or you know, start doing some longer-term planning because that'll help you get to where you need to go. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew Cronus, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com. 